Hello, and welcome to Please Don't Send Me Into Outer Space, the podcast intent on exploring all that science fiction and fantasy has to offer one movie at a time. My name is Joel. My name is Sarah. I'm Jenny. And I'm Ryan. The movie this week is Earth Girls Are Easy from 1988, directed by Julian Temple, written by Julie Brown, Charlie Coffey, and Terrence E. McNally, starring Gina Davis, Jeff Goldblum, <laughs> Jim Carrey, Damon Wayans, Julie Brown, Michael McKean. Uh, is there anybody else that stands out for you? Oh, there anybody? was Charles Rocket. Charles Rocket. Oh, yeah. Te oh, as the doctor. Yeah. Yep, yep. Doctor. Dr. Love. Dr. Love. <laughs> so, Jenny, this was your pick. Yes. Should I apologize? Oh, no, not what? <laughs> oh, good. Sarah? No, no, you're fine. Because <laughs> okay. I honestly, I hadn't seen this movie in a really long time, and the only scenes I remembered were the dream sequence and the uh, blonde. Oh. The blonde musical. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I didn't remember any of the musical parts except for the the song in the beginning. Um, During the animated yeah, intro? Yeah, I hadn't seen it in a very long time either, but I, I think it's still pretty entertaining. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ryan? I was, I had a lot of opinions. I, <laughs> I think that entertaining is definitely the word because I was very entertained. But I also don't plan to ever watch this movie again. Oh my, that's I know. So this is like the equivalent of uh, Twelve Years a Slave for me, where I watched <laughs> yeah, yeah. it. And it's a very good movie, but I'm not going to watch it again. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, it was. What? I remember thinking, you know, this is exactly how Joel felt about Twelve Years a Slave. <laughs> <laughs> Most other people. So uh, I, I guess I should have said uh, that obviously we've got Jenny and Ryan back. Uh, they do the podcast. Uh, Stop podcasting yourself. Uh, very popular. Wait, very wait, popular. that's not. That's not. No, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, Clash of the Titans. That's right. And uh, the interactive fiction podcast. Stop and flashing with yourself. That's yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> and uh, I. I I'm seeing kind of a theme. I don't know if you guys thought about this between the four movies that we've covered. And th the theme is that there is so much stuff going on in the background <laughs> and in the eighties-ness of it all, and uh -huh. except for the fifth element. But yeah, but you could just like rewatch these and be like, I had no idea that that was going on while this scene was going on. Definitely. Yeah, it it took me, uh, I watched this twice before doing this podcast, and it took me until the second time to realize that the the neighbor with the beehive hairdo has a hole in her straw hat to accommodate her beehive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty cool. Pretty special. 
Yeah, lots of lots of little extra details there. But uh, I should say I've never seen this before. This is my first time. So what did you think? I liked it a lot. Oh, good. And I'm kind of disappointed that I feel like the first half was going for kind of a, a almost a Rocky Horror uh, Grease mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to show this at midnight movies and people are going to sing along and dance. And then they, they kind of dropped it off until the beach scene. Yeah. Yeah, they and, definitely, that whole thing with the mini mart and yeah, they really yeah. jumped the shark there. Well, we just, you know, you got Jim Carrey on set. You got to get some Jim Carrey antics, I assume. I was, I guess that this was like before Jim Carrey was a known quantity. And right. uh, when yeah. I was watching it, I felt like I was watching uh, Kate McKinnon in Ghostbusters, where you can tell that this person is just like really really funny but they're being really really underused Mm -hmm. yeah this was apparently a year before um in living color Mm. so this is super early jim carrey you can tell you can tell that it's still his stuff his you know his uh way of doing comedy but yeah you can also tell that it's not like full full on (laughs) well and he's he'd probably i like i'm not an expert on the career of jim carrey but he (laughs) probably the style that he took to his starring roles was something that he had already uh polished in stand-up and so here we're just getting the small amount of that that was able to fit into what uh you know, the script doesn't give him a whole lot to do. No, it really doesn't. Yeah. He and everyone else does a great job with everything. I was really struck by how this seems to be a movie that mostly Julie Brown was just making exactly the kind of movie that she wanted to make. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And like that always it's hard to say this without it sounding like a slam but i really like watching a movie or any kind of art where i can tell that the artist is just doing exactly what they want to do even if it's not my kind of thing Mm -hmm. um, Mm. it's really exciting for me to watch a movie like this where you can tell that everyone is really passionate about what they were making. Yeah, any part of this that drags, I blame the other two guys who were listed <laughs> and not, not Julie Brown. Oh, yeah. The people who had to punch it up after her uh, her first draft or whatever. Let's see. Jim, and I was looking at Jim Carrey here, and he'd already been in the Duck Factory, which I think is what's a, a skit comedy show hmm. back in 84 and then you know once bitten piggy sue got married and he oh, was right he was, okay yeah the oh. deadpool which i think is the the fourth dirty harry movie and then this one but yeah wow so i going uh, like it, it's his character and damon wayne's characters 
are are just goofy, goofy, horny aliens, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that too. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but uh, Jim, uh, Jeff Goldblum is not. I guess that's why he's the boss. He's not trying at all. He's he's just he just came out of the the alien pod smooth, ready to go. Yep. Yep. I mean, he conserves his calories by being in stasis. Uh, yeah, it was very, like, the whole thing with the two stupid aliens driving, apparently, like, to somewhere, right? They were on their way to somewhere. Mm-hmm. And Jeff Goldblum being in stasis, that opening scenario really made me think that we were gonna find out what these aliens' deal was later on, but we did not. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Never happens. You thought this was a narrative movie. <laughs> Crazy. I also had no idea it was a musical, which uh, also happened when I saw The Greatest Showman recently. Or no, that didn't... I'm sorry. No, that's a lie. I went with my parents, and I thought that they knew it was a musical. <laughs> oh. They didn't. They didn't. Well, they found out, I bet. They did. <laughs> but that's uh yeah that that's why i did not go see that i i hadn't seen the trailer i was gonna go see it and then my niece who is a musical theater major was like oh you should go see the greatest showman i really like the songs i'm like what songs Uh-oh. oh it's a musical I'm like well never mind <laughs> now i'm now i'm regretting not having gone with chris's family when none of us knew it was a musical because that would have been hilarious <laughs> Uh, surprise but... musical <laughs> in both these cases what i'm discovering is i don't like musicals i want all the songs to be <laughs> over but when you're making a musical you have license to do impressionistic filmmaking that you can't get away with in any other genre i i can see that yeah and so it makes them it makes for me the non-musical sections are more fun to watch because it can be like you're watching this something like a dream sequence or a cartoon all the way through and that uh, artistic freedom that it gives you it makes really interesting things i wish for for my personal tastes that we could apply that to things that people don't start singing in the middle of yeah. Yeah, that, that would be great. That would be cool to see some of that artistic license used in a different way. Yeah. Yeah, we've been, we were talking about musicals recently. I don't remember, probably because of his niece, but we were talking about how how it's kind of an American art form and how little I knew about musicals before I worked at a professional playhouse in the box office and um they basically i yeah i've basically kind of wikipedia my way into understanding what i was doing (laughs) 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 but um yeah now i know a few a few i can handle a conversation about musical (laughs) oh sorry keep going Oh, it's just, it's interesting to to think that a story needs to get from point A to point B by singing it. I just, uh-huh. I don't know. 
Well, I and that like with applying that the sentence to this movie in particular is kind of weird because it's a musical by virtue of having a few songs in it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But there there's only really three songs, right? Let's see. There's um there's the makeover song, yeah. there's the destroying I, his stuff song. I used to worship the ground you walk on song. <laughs> yeah. There's the blonde, yeah, the blonde song. song. And I think that's it, right? Other well, than- I also yeah. I, I I think that the dance sequence can be considered a oh a song break, yeah, even that, though nobody's singing. That probably counts, that, yeah. That counts. I would say that the dream sequence doesn't count, although it's probably put together in much the way you would put together a musical sequence. I think that mm-hmm. for purposes of genre discussion, it's yeah. not it doesn't count. So there's yeah, I guess four songs or song ish sequences um and the the first two move the story along i would say Uh, (laughs) dance sequence doesn't move the story along uh, no but you know it's a dance sequence it it, it, dance sequences have different rules the blonde song (laughs) does not move the story along in fact the movie is kind of gratuitous about saying we're gonna stop doing a movie for now i want to show you this yeah. final music video so according to the trivia they had to cut the blonde song in because they cut too many other parts of the movie and it wasn't long enough what <laughs> yeah so when that feels just completely arbitrary and gratuitous it's because it is what did they cut out wow. i don't know probably some good stuff oh i guess there's there's one scene where um jeff goldblum extends his arm several inches to reach for a bag of fast food and and gina davis asks him if every part of his body extends why not put oh, that in man. the movie yeah classic know. joke yeah right everyone was freaking out about jim carrey's tongue so come mm-hmm. on. yeah also the <laughs> What, I, in my opinion, is an excellent gag is Gina Davis taking a birth control pill and then looking at Jeff Goldblum and then downing four or five more. Taking like a bunch more. Uh, yep. Ladies, that's how it works, right? That's, that's, that's making sure you, you extra don't get pregnant. Just take uh-huh. a bunch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as much as, like, for one for each baby that you don't want to have, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah I, mean, she, I mean, this could have been a litter situation. You don't, you don't know the biology of these uh, the aliens there. Yeah, that's definitely a conversation to have before. Oh no, she didn't bring her birth control on that ship at the end. <gasps> Unless she packed it to go. Did she bring anything though? Did she even bring her she, little honeymoon bag? She put all that stuff in the bag, and then it really, it kind of looked like she was gonna leave with ted without the bag didn't it yeah it kind of did and then she left with jeff without the bag i call him jeff (laughs) and (laughs) um, yeah that's gonna be an issue Mm -hmm. but that maybe he has yeah oh i was gonna say maybe he has a birth control touch too oh yeah (laughs) but that kind of joke that's just only works on cartoon logic <laughs> couldn't really do in a movie that wasn't a musical 
or that wasn't in this weird. I want to harp on this some more about how musicals play by their own rules. I mean, what's an example of a movie wouldn't work in like Schindler's List? Because uh, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it make sense. Yeah. No. (laughs) Well, okay. What about like even the mask? Does anyone have sex with the mask? I haven't seen that movie. I haven't either. He, uh, no, he doesn't have sex with anybody in the Jim Carrey movie, but the entire plot of the second Son of the Mask movie is that he, that Jamie Kennedy has sex with his wife while wearing the mask. And, uh, I mean, that's, that's all I'm going to say about that. So, uh, (laughs) but like, let's, let's. Let's ignore the son of the mask for the moment and maybe for the rest of time. It's it's part of the canon, Brian. Okay, but I, I'm just I'm t- saying metatextually, in terms of tone, in terms of uh, the rules of screenwriting, in the mm-hmm. movie The Mask, if he in his green face monster cartoon form were to have sex with uh gina davis or whoever was in that movie um if she (laughs) woke up and did the same joke with the birth control pills it wouldn't make sense even though so much that movie ostensibly is operating under cartoon logic yeah he's he's operating under cartoon like his character specifically is mostly under the cartoon logic sure, in that sure. movie this everything seems to be cartoonish in this movie well, yeah are we drawing a distinction between cartoon logic and comic book logic ooh why don't you get into that <laughs> um because i just thought of it right now and that's kind of as far as i've gotten but i oh. think I think if we do draw a distinction, I think um, Earth Girls Are Easy has established cartoon logic and The Mask has established comic book logic I, where there's still still more there's of a, that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it, that makes sense because usually in terms of comic book movies, somebody inserts a fantastical element into a real world situation, you know, uh-huh. uh, mm-hmm. Thor drops from from Asgard with his hammer, and it's just a small town. But oh my gosh, here's this god! All of a sudden, it's like yep. the mask. He he finds a magical mask. He puts it on. All of a sudden, he's doing these these wacky things, and it's like regular police, and he's got his regular job. And in this, uh, the movie opens up with aliens. So. I, yeah, you know, I guess I don't know. Well, even before the aliens, I think the scene where she's destroying his stuff, which is, I think, my favorite scene in the entire movie, that kind of establishes the the stakes. Because yeah. in a normal movie, she'd just be kind of like smashing his things, but she sets up a pair of skis yes. to drop a bowling ball into a commodore with a prenup on it. Okay. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> You're like, okay, I see. I see where we are. Jeez. I I like how the I feel like that's the humor of the the humor of that other joke too, is that it's just over the top and mm. it's kind of unexpected in like a reality based scenario. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and part of part of the joke in Earth Girls are easy is that the aliens who land are maybe a little bit weirder than everybody else.
Angels, but not really, because it's Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was going to be Los Angeles. And when the we saw the Hollywood sign, I was disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a Parisian. I just this is just nothing, not a statement about the quality of the movie at all. But I'm so sick of movies about how weird everyone is in Hollywood. Like, okay, we get it. <laughs> People are weird in other places too. They really are. I I want a movie about the weirdos of the Midwest who have to try harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you guys, yeah. you guys got Fargo. I mean, what what else do you need there? <laughs> we need a fourth season of the Fargo TV show. Oh, it, it'll happen. I'm sure. I hope so, um, but like, so that uh, might have soured me briefly on the movie. But I, I was, I was having a really good time. I was having an especially good time when they pulled up to the curl up and die salon. Yeah. Which is also oh, the yeah. salon in uh the Blues Brothers that Carrie Fisher really? owns. Yeah. Oh cool. Oh. So this is the same cinematic universe as the Blues Brothers. There are a lot of SNL stuff. Like that house that she lives in with her with the doctor, mm-hmm. that is Wayne's house from Wayne's World. What? It is no totally way. Shut the front door. Like, I, I mean, we didn't look this up on trivia, so I, I guess there's a chance we could be wrong. But I mean, Sarah and I both love Wayne's World, so we've seen okay. it a dozen times at least. And as soon as I saw that house, I was like, "Is that Wayne's house?" And Sarah was like, "I think it is." <laughs> well, I I was really confused for basically the entire movie because I couldn't figure out. It seemed to me that we saw one exterior of the house, and it was like a blue house. We saw another yeah. exterior and it was yellow. And mm-hmm. I thought that mm-hmm. we had gone from the guy's house to Gina Davis's house. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. it turns out that but they're it's the, the same, same house. house. So is yeah. that a film flub? Aliens. I'm not sure. <laughs> it might be. Another thing I was confused about is it seems like it's her house because she's able to easily kick him out. But how does she afford that as a nail technician? I don't know. I I was wondering if it was his house and she just kicked him out because she was mad at him. And um, he just accepted that? That's kind of funny. I yeah. think we're supposed to believe that. I think that's the explanation that's the most consistent with the part, the details that are consistent. But I think that there is some inconsistency in the text. Yeah. This isn't, yeah. This movie's uh, not not tight. Uh, I don't no. think that, uh, yeah. They they should have done a couple more rewrites just to just to clear up these details. I don't think they were expecting someone to look at it this closely. They weren't expecting someone to see two different houses and think that they might be two different houses. <laughs> I had the same experience actually. I was because we were talking about the house as soon as we saw it. And then the next time we saw it, I was like, that house looks different now. It still looks similar to what we were saying before. But yeah, I don't know. Um, The the scene where she takes Ted home from the hospital and they pull up and there's like a rose bush or something. I'm like, where are we? Yeah. Yeah. 
I feel like I was trying to build like the layout of the neighborhood in my head and like mm. it kept I kept having to like rebuild walls <laughs> and fences. <laughs> I, I, I see. I'm just not following you guys. I, I was just thinking, you know, what's uh, what are those aliens up to? What's what's going on with those? Guys are analyzing the movie. They, they were fun aliens. I like how the Wayans and Carrie aliens, uh, bickering over the controls in the beginning and getting their ship crashed, was mirrored later on when they crashed the Woody. Oh yeah, yeah. Speaking of mirroring, at the end where they fly through that big donut-shaped rock, mm-hmm. that's that's meant to evoke the part where they crash the Woody into the giant donut, right? It's meant to evoke that too. Yeah. Yeah. See, I... there's just tons of layers. That's, that's there's tons of layers. Symbolism. Joel, if you just go along <laughs> for the ride and never analyze anything, you miss out on all the layers. I just I got distracted in the very beginning when when everyone declares that two weeks is just just an outrageous amount of time without (laughs) having sexual relations. Um, I think if you're engaged to be married, but you're not married yet. I think it's Uh, L.A. That's that's just so crazy. That's it. We don't live close enough to Los Angeles for that to to affect our lives in general. It's not LA, really. It's the valley. Yeah, it's the valley. That's different. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, it falls under LA, um, you know, county, county, but it's, yeah. The valley, that's the thing we were talking about, too, that, like, the valley is the setting of this, and yeah, it's um I found a correlation between this and like Clueless too and I and I know that that mm-hmm. actress is in it, I yeah, think. Julie Brown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um Who does Julie Brown play in Clueless? She's the PE the gym teacher. teacher. Oh, I forgot about that. Um uh, well that makes sense because they have the same makeover technology as <laughs> Yeah, so. yeah. Blues yeah. Brothers, Earth Girls Are Easy, Clueless, Cinematic Universe, Wayne's World, Wayne's World, and I'm pretty sure. <laughs> don't quote me, Internet. I'm pretty sure the cul-de-sac that they're in is also the one they use in Coneheads, but I'm probably the only one who would know that, having seen Coneheads like five times. I just saw it once, but it was in the theater. Oh. <laughs> uh. Oh, there's that part where they're eating Subway. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I the saw valley? this movie when I was like a kid. Oh. Yeah, same. And I thought it was funny, but I didn't remember a lot of it. There's a lot more sex than I remember. I wonder if yeah. they took a lot of it out of the television. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out if my parents sent me out of the room or if I saw it <laughs> or what. But I feel like I knew what I feel like I knew what was going to happen. I just forgot that they based that much of it. It's called Earth Girls Are Easy. Yeah, I, <laughs> I should have realized. I anticipated it being actually more sex focused than it turned out to be. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's yeah. when it starts out off the gate out there and then becomes the it becomes the uh, fish out of water alien story. But yeah. 
it it is very heavy in the uh, oh sexiness like oh I'm not getting we're not having sex so we're gonna give you a makeover ooh I'm wearing lingerie oh no uh, I'm not gonna be in a threesome with you guys <laughs> get out of the house no and then and the horny aliens of course I think uh-huh. the aliens are easy yeah yeah I think that everyone involved is. <laughs> <laughs> not uh inhibited yeah that's true yeah everyone in this movie is easy that's the original title <laughs> yeah the one guy who refuses sex refuses sex because he's having too much sex yeah 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 what are you referring to ted oh, Beyonce. dr love okay dr love i think I remembered her getting back together with him <laughs> from when I was a kid. At the end? Yeah. I remember her just being like, all right, bye. That's I the, guess this is the, my best life. That's the cable cut. They couldn't have a woman <laughs> running off with an alien, so they did it. <laughs> that would be immoral. Yeah. <laughs> I also, I guess... I don't know if I anticipated this or I was just afraid that it would happen, that the stakes would raise suddenly and it would have to be about the aliens running away from the government or a planet getting blown up or something. I really wanted it to be a low stakes movie and it turned out Mm -hmm. to be a really low stakes movie, which I really appreciated a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the worst trouble they were in all movie they got out of by a uh, uh, bad bad gay scene with the cops that did not age well. No, no what 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 not what? At all. Come on, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Well, you know, and it was all in <laughs> the guys. I like. It was all in the performance. I think. Yeah, I think that yeah. you could play the same script today mm-hmm. and do a totally oh, yeah. tasteful, really funny version of that. Yeah, but you don't you don't have to do the over the top lisping, you no, guys. You uh, stop that. But when this that was scene... in '88 before anyone knew what a gay man looked like, so they had to signal it very <laughs> definitely. Yep. This was in '88 before anyone knew what taste was. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I was going to say when that scene happened, I, I, I said to Sarah, uh, this is this is like the National Enquirer here, like aliens turned us gay. <laughs> Could be. Yeah. True story. Now we know the truth. Uh, what else is I in w- my notes? I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to come up with a great uh, observation for you. And not only the observation that reveals more of the layers in this incredibly dense pastry-like movie, um, <laughs> Gina's bed is too tiny for herself, and definitely way too small for an insatiable <laughs> sex maniac. <laughs> yeah. I feel like her bed changes sizes too, because I, I, I feel so. like <laughs> there's definitely a time where she gets on in there too, and it's like a twin size. Uh huh. Uh huh. And then later, there's a time where where she that when she curls up in the bed and and Jeff Goldblum follows her in the first time, it's definitely big enough for both of them. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Here's something Side. from. Yeah. From my notes, Ted names his fish after fancy cars. 
that was a great detail. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I I almost got the impression that Ted was just going to exit the narrative after a while, but he came back and got to be more developed, and that was really fun. He kept coming back. He just he he gets tossed out. He comes back for yeah. more. He gets gets freaked out. He comes back mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. Persistent. Yep. I could say that much about him. Yeah, that line about we need to get married because you need to take care of me. <laughs> yeah. Ted. Oh, Ted. And Gina keeps trying to go back to Ted. Yep. yep. She thinks she's got it all figured out. Yep. So uh, I noticed the business next to the cuticle, uh, or uh, sorry, she she was talking about going to the cuticle convention. Mm. <laughs> uh, the, the business next to the uh, nail salon was 2001 Flavors. I really like the, the animated intro. That was oh, fun. yeah. Um, that I was having a good time with how eclectic the style was and mixing different effects. It reminded me of like, uh, almost like fantastic planet or whatever that, yeah. that French animated one is mm-hmm. that style. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of like yellow submarine ish or something mm. like the cutout shapes of art. It was kind of collage kind of, kind of art drawn. I don't know. It's cool, but it was fun. Yeah. Computers, the gym. You can't have a movie it's supposed to take place in Los Angeles in the eighties unless you have a part in the gym. I don't remember the part in the gym. It's very brief. It's when um Ted is talking to his buddies. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. It's not it's not an important scene other nope. than I guess establishing that Ted is a cad. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And that he works out because we we needed to know. Sure, Jenny, I want to know what you think of this dream sequence. I love it. You mean the nightmare? Or is that is yeah? That after she and uh, Alien Bloom. Alien Bloom. Yeah, Alien Bloom. <laughs> Blue Bloom. <laughs> Jeff Gold Blue. <laughs> <laughs> Um, in my memories from childhood, it, it's entirely in color, and the fish are like a bigger part of it. Like, I think there's a part where she walks into the living room, and it's just like she's walking through a fish tank or something. And I'm disappointed that that wasn't real. Huh. But yeah, it's. Uh, did you notice? I saw in the um, the trivia some of the aliens are electroids. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Cinematic universe. Yep. What are what are the electroids? The aliens from Buckaroo Banzai. Oh. Uh... See, they they borrowed aliens from a whole bunch of things. Like I recognize mm-hmm. some of them from Twilight Zone episodes. Mm. And, and uh, there was truck to the creature shop and said, "What can we use?" And they were like, "Yep." Well, <laughs> here are the price list, and they're like, "What can we use for this amount?" <laughs> they did that same they did that same thing for movie clips too a whole bunch of just random things yeah uh did you guys see the disaster artist yes no i oh. loved it uh yes <laughs> i did too i've watched it twice already and i'd probably watch Man. it again yeah <gasps> you guys have to listen to the audiobook 
Yeah, we were talking to one of our, Aaron actually was listening to the audiobook and he told us the same thing. Oh, it's so good because Greg does the voice. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's totally entertaining. I can see oh, why. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I've not seen Rebel Without a Cause, but. I haven't either, but I've seen that scene many times now. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Did not remember it being in this movie. Yeah. It's kind of. I want to know what, which which movie did Tommy actually see? Did he actually see Rebel Without a Cause? <laughs> Earth Earth Girls are easy. He could have. Sorry, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, for some reason, for some reason, when we were watching the movie, I couldn't help but wonder if Gina Davis was like, I don't know why. But for some reason, I was, like, imagining her being, like, hit on by Jim Carrey and being, like, annoyed. Like, the whole time I was watching the movie. <laughs> reading into it? Yeah, I don't know why. I was like, I bet she was annoyed by Jim Carrey. Mm. <laughs> I, was, I don't know. I don't know if this is, like, just character to character. But there is that part at the end where she's like, oh, Whiplock. I'm going to miss you least of all. Oh, yeah. It's like, Whiplock <laughs> for the Whiplock? And she kisses him on the cheek or the forehead or something. Yeah. Yeah. And he just gives her this look like... <sighs> Not only is Jim Carrey underused, but those characters are underdeveloped. Yeah. I feel like in the time it takes to sing a song how about how blonde you are, we can... <laughs> taken those guys a little deeper and it would have been really funny and fun this actually kind of made me question if if there were aliens that were less three-dimensional that like <laughs> existed that didn't have as much like going on to find out <laughs> they seemed more like animals than like people to me they were aliens appropriate for the, the stereotype of the surfer dude from the valley i mean yeah, they, yeah. you know Essentially empty, but looking looking for love in all the wrong places or, or well, whatever. Well, when you I, see I, them in the beginning, in mm -hmm. their natural habitat, we find out that they are essentially cartoon wolves who yep. just want to have sex with ladies. And oh, yeah. When, when they get, enter this, when they're on Earth interacting with people and they can't speak English... They come off as incredibly dumb to the point of being paper thin just because they don't have the extra, the language angle that makes them a little more interesting. And on one hand, it was kind of fun to see, I guess a lot of movies do this, where the alien can't speak any English at first and just communicates in some goofy way. And by the end, they are very slightly fluent in english um that was fun to see but the aliens would have been more funny if they had been more eloquent earlier on mm. yeah i'm not sure i i i, I thought they were there were plenty funny I, I mean this was like you you come down to the the main ingredients of this movie. This is a Gina Davis movie, right? All the comedy has to rely 
on her character and her reactions and and everything that's that's going on with her. I think she does a pretty damn good job. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like that they gave her the uh, character detail of being incredibly clumsy. <laughs> that's, oh yeah. During that during that <laughs> song thing, I was like, that was cracking me. Up. Why are they showing her doing these things? I don't. Yeah. Isn't this about how terrible Ted is? <laughs> she, she's yeah, it's like, no, she actually to... ruined his life on several separate occasions. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Yeah. <laughs> he was going to win the scoring touchdown and she got in the way or fumbled the ball, whatever, and knocked the barbecue into the water. That song was tonally all over the place. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, what would you be thinking about while you sang that song and ruined all your boyfriend's stuff? I don't know. I feel like, I feel like the, the audience, it, that, that part of the flashbacks is for the audience's yeah, benefit. Yeah. Yeah. It does, yeah. It's like, not really what she's is, reminiscing about. Right. Right. Well, my read on it is she's remembering all these things as like very sweet memories where she was there to be supportive for him. Oh, oh yeah. okay. And just completely oblivious that she was wrecking everything. Okay. That's my my read on it. Well, you've got the those picture perfect moments. Like it, it's a picture of him standing next to the barbecue, and that's right before the accident happens. Okay. Like, no, I remember how nice this was. Mm -hmm. And then the picture of the football game or whatever, like that. When she puts the football in the microwave. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, that's not how that worked. No, I didn't. I didn't this time. That was the kind of humor that would just make me die as a kid. Like anything random was just mm -hmm. the best. Mm -hmm. Especially when it was live action with adults. Because I was like, oh, these people don't take themselves too seriously. Like, this is awesome. Yeah. But uh, I wish that there was more stuff like that. Yeah. That now because it yeah. seems like everything has to be really like i don't know has to make sense or has to be random but in a way that's that's acceptable or something yeah, i don't know there's a lot of edgelord humor that i don't really get excited about yeah yeah because it is random but it's like a random blood and guts everywhere right. yeah not not the same yeah. See, you you're talking about that kind of humor that makes me think of the the show Psych, which I, I don't I don't know is that is that a show? Am I unpopular just for mentioning it now? Internet, <laughs> internet, everyone loves Psych. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. Well, Psych. Yeah. I, I love I love the goofy humor in that show. It was really good. I am yeah. also half white. Uh, <laughs> I have never seen Psych, despite being one of the whitest people going. Oh my! I know. It's a funny show. Yeah, it's wonderful. I don't I see why it. you have to bring race into it. It's a funny show about uh, detectives. I'm just, I'm just saying that uh, there's a certain demographic that watches USA. No, I'm just. <laughs> wow. I'm joking. I think. I think that it is actually true that there's a certain demographic that watches USA. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure they have, like, the USA Network has metrics. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were going to say, I don't know why I thought you were going to say, I thought that 
the USA Network has Metroids. <gasps> Maybe they do. That's how they get people to watch USA. They put a Metroid on your head. That's not yeah. how Metroids work. But go on. <laughs> you can't put a Metroid. Which ones are the Metroids? Metroids go on your head, but they suck out your energy and kill you. They don't make you watch. And TV. make you watch the USA Network. Yeah, they turn yeah. you white. They make you yes. fall in love with Mark Harmon in this NCIS rerun. <laughs> Everyone knows about Metroids. I, I'm behind the times, I guess. Jeez, yeah. oh, Ryan, read a book. I really liked the commercial about the babes in Finland. Yeah, I just thought it was so stupid. <laughs> And then Finland yeah. gets to be the great running gag. Yeah. That's, I don't know why, but that still doesn't seem offensive to me. Still seems funny. Not that I think Finland is like a place you can joke around about, really. But like, I don't know why. I guess because of the way politics have happened over the past 30 years. I, I guess it's. You know, it's. I don't think it's making a statement about Finland. Finland, yeah. No. It's just random. It's just yeah, everyone knows Finland nonsense. is full of bikini babes. Come on. Finland. I've heard of that. You must be confused. <laughs> Finland is the capital of Norway. Oh. All oh, right. Sense. Yeah. That's a thing. <laughs> the, like, there's a safer, less inspired version of this movie where Gina Davis is a lot more competent and mm. not a huge ditz, that version of the movie <laughs> would be very easy to write, and it would be roughly half as funny. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, who puts their Pop-Tarts in the fridge? What? I don't... I. That is... <laughs> if you put your Pop-Tarts in the fridge, it's because you want to eat them cold. Okay. In which case, yes. you should put them in the freezer. For yeah, there's preserves yeah. inside of them, but I, but no, you get them off the shelf in the grocery store. Yeah, no, yeah back, I mean, back, preserves are preserves because they're preserved. Yeah. Back in the eighties, yeah. they they came with fresh fruit, so you had to. Is that true? <laughs> oh, that's why they're natural. That is He's not. He's just that making is not stuff true. up. He does <laughs> this all the time. Well, I'm a little younger than some people on this podcast, so. <laughs> it's true. I might be. Only slightly older than the movie Earth Girls Are Easy. I see. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. That's why you you missed out on the, the Valley musical demographic <laughs> section that this movie was aimed at. I see. Part of the reason, yes. Yeah. Okay. Joel, Sarah, did you have those hoppy UFO things? Oh, the yeah, yeah I, the I, ball I, with the ring around it, or yeah, yeah, thing. yeah. Ryan, did you have those, or Are were those going? About skip it. No, no, I don't think so. Oh no, the thing that the alien girl was I putting on. It, yeah, yes. I did not have that. I remember those it. being okay. Skip, skip it, it was like a bop it, but you skipped while you were bopping it. No, is that, that true? No. No. You'd be jumping over this plastic ball and it would be clanging down the street with you. It was a one-function bop it. Oh. The skip it is a is is a wheel on a, a line that you spin with one leg and the other leg you have to jump <gasps> over. Yeah. Oh, I remember 
remember the skip it. It's like trying to play double dutch with yourself or oh, something. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. you have no friends. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And the ribbon dancer was just a ribbon on a stick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ball kids. I didn't. I didn't have one of those uh, bouncy uh, things, but I always thought they were really cool. You know how it works. Uh huh. I think you could eat it really bad and fall on your face on those. Oh yeah. I. I remember misjudging how uh, how (laughs) your balance (laughs) could really hurt you on that if you. Uh, Yeah. I remember uh, jumping off of those in several emergency situations, but not ever just like falling and breaking my entire face. Uh, yeah. Like a car was coming towards you and you jumped off. Ah, spring. Yeah. Yeah, exactly like that. I found a pogo stick easier to use than those, but they were fun. Yeah. Both of them. Yeah. So next week, we're going to be rating the uh, other novelty items. Toys uh, of the 80s. I, I, think, <laughs> I think we'll do the ball and the cup. <laughs> if we actually did a Toys of the 80s podcast. That'd be cool. We'd yeah. get a lot of listeners. Yeah. yeah. Well, you'd have to, you'd be in competition with two different podcasts named Raised by TV. <laughs> <laughs> or two different podcasts or? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Um, I only know about the one with Lauren Lapkus, but apparently oh. she and uh, John Gabris named the podcast Raised by TV and couldn't change it because they're professionals who had to like make an LLC or whatever. Then right. I found out that there's an existing podcast with the same name and probably the same concept. Very likely oh, sure. the same con- content, uh, just rehashing the same ideas about ecto coolers. That's a shame. That's I, I feel bad for uh, that. Like that's a very specific podcast problem where somebody famous comes and makes a podcast that's uh, like either the same name or a, a concept that somebody else has been doing for years and it just mm-hmm, will mm-hmm. overshadow because yeah. that person's a famous person. Mm-hmm, yep. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at you uh, people that do the same podcast we're doing. No, I, no, we copied a million people. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> no one does the same podcast that Ryan and I do. Yeah. See? In many respects, even we don't do the podcast. <laughs> Hey, Hey. (laughs) twice a year is pretty good. Come on. Yeah, didn't we just release one in like October? (laughs) Yeah, the one that we recorded in June. Yeah. Well, uh, if your fans are like me, they just re-listen to the episodes over and over and pretend that you're our real friends. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not crazy. You're crazy. (laughs) I also like the part, to go back to this movie, uh, to go back to the TV part. Where uh, right after, I think it was right after the breakup where she's watching that soap opera. Oh, yeah. It's like, <laughs> what you're married. Like, she's in a coma. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> and then the coma wakes up. Wakes up. Yes. <laughs> and then dies immediately because he's yeah. kissing the nurse. Broken hearted. I thought yeah. that he, like, pulled the cord she's on her. Vision. Oh. I didn't see that, but that would be great. Yeah. 
Oh my gosh. <sighs> oh. That would be a we thought of everything situation. And that's uh that's a very rare comedy situation. So what did everybody think of Michael McKean as Woody? Oh, I was actually like shocked because we've been watching Better Call Saul and I was like, This is crazy that it's the same person. <laughs> I saw his name in the opening credits and I was already for Michael McKeon. And then I didn't realize that Woody was him until the last yeah, like, 30 minutes of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> he was a lot of fun. Oh yeah. Almost yeah. everything he says is great. Yeah. Like, uh, jail isn't so bad. It's where I learned how to surf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on there, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> He disappears. I mean, he he does that he, with characters. Like I feel like I've seen a lot of his. Uh, what's the name of the the guy who does like a, who did a, a Mighty Wind and uh, Oh Christopher Guest. Guest. Christopher Guest. You know, like he does have a a, a kind of character that he he's played a couple of times in those movies. But then if you go back to, uh, it's not Christopher Guest directly, but uh, it's the 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 faux documentary uh best in show no the rock and roll one spinal tap oh, spinal, spinal this tap. is spinal tap yes. oh yeah this is closer to this like he does spinal not top. he he's that character it's like is that the same guy as the the one in best in show or, or whatever like I don't oh know. yeah he's totally different in this is spinal tap mm -hmm. than he is from like best in show and Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's just playing a, a straight character. Or a straight guy, not not hey. a humorous person. Hey. Huh? <laughs> I just thought it was time to go, hey. Oh, okay. I didn't I've... realize it was hey o'clock. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the hey timer went off. We're in a different mm -hmm. time zone, Jenny. Um, My computer's still set on central time. I was going to say western time, but that's not... That's not our time zone. No. Western time. It's called Heartland time. <laughs> yeah. Corn time. We're on Western time, and they'll tell you I got a cowboy or something, something. Wait, anyways, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there um, were a couple of different B-52 songs in this movie. Yeah. I yeah. was excited about that. Yeah. I uh, thought it was a great choice. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. There should have been more. Yeah. Yeah, the entire soundtrack could have been basically B fifty twos. Yeah. Yep. I'm. Did they? Now I'm misremembering. When they did the the dream sequence, what was the soundtrack to that? Oh, I don't think it was B fifty twos. Was it? Was it like a like a song song, or was it just some bits of creepy score? I think it was like. I think it might be scary. Score. Yeah. yeah, but there's four or five different B fifty two songs that would be per perfect tonally and also would be definitely as long. Um, although maybe some of them weren't recorded until after this movie was made. Mm. Which yeah. ones are you thinking? I'm thinking of the album um, "Good Stuff," which I think was like ninety two or ninety three. Mm. Yeah. Because the only one that comes immediately to mind is Planet Claire, and I don't know if that was really a Planet Claire situation. Um, you could you could maybe score that to Planet Claire. 
like the the opening part with the theremin sure it would not it would not be emotionally the same scene no no but then commission the b-52s to write to score your movie oh my gosh oh wow fred schneider is the next danny elfman (laughs) yeah in cindy liked one of my tweets once (gasps) yeah it was it was a really weird tweet for her to like too it was like a clarification of the tweet that was actually about so i don't know i don't remember what the tweet was but yeah but it definitely happened it was real it was real it's too bad you can't get the faves on your tweets bronzed (laughs) julie cruz is in the b-52s now she performed with them for a while huh uh, <laughs> there's a video of they're on like some talk show where they on Jay Leno and they did good stuff with just this huge group like a dozen people and Julie Cruz oh, wow. was performing with them that's on YouTube look it up it's amazing the woman that they've got playing bass I feel like I've said this before um, that basis who is with the B-52s. I feel like I've said this on this podcast. Why do I have deja vu? <laughs> She's amazing. I don't I don't think we've covered the B-52s Can yet. we change this podcast to a B-52s podcast? I think there's definitely room for a crossover here. Okay. Yeah. If there's a couple of bands that I, I think would uh, have enough uh, covered in their subject matter of their songs mm-hmm. that would be able to kind of fit yeah. in. I feel like I feel like we could do at least a half hour on the line. I want to kiss your pineapple alone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't understand. I mean, don't they just want to kiss a pineapple, right? Well, yeah. It's a song. It's called Strobe Light, and it's about this guy who goes to the fruit market, and he can't tell whether the fruit is ripe or fresh because of the strobe light yeah Yeah. i see making it difficult to see things and And he's he's just smooching a different no 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 he says i want i want to kiss your pineapple or i'm gonna kiss your pineapple but he's misspeaking instead of kiss what he really wants to say is just squeeze a little bit to check whether it's ripe but Mm -hmm. the part of the premise of the song is that this guy has a speech impediment and he mixes up words sometimes (laughs) And it's not the strobe light is not helping him with his condition, man. Yeah, it's, it's a, tragic. That's, actually, that song has a lot of layers, just like this movie. Yeah, layers, yeah. Joel. What <laughs> happens when you analyze? <laughs> so uh, there's there's only one. Uh, I, oh, there's actually only two notes that I I really wanted to mention. Okay. Uh, number one. There's that part where the the aliens first go into her house and they're just messing around with everything. Mm-hmm. And Jim Carrey opens up a lava lamp and and just starts drinking from it. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was Damon. I thought that was or Damon was it Wayans Damon Wayans? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I apologize. Important detail. To the, uh, to the the house of Wayans for uh, <laughs> mixing mixing it up. But uh, I was thinking as uh, that's definitely something I thought about. <laughs> like. What's it? What's that liquid in there? And and can I drink it? Oh no! I think it's just water and wax. Huh. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend drinking it. Oh, well, I spent fifty dollars on lava lamps. Uh, 
But okay. Well, I guess we'll just have lava lamps in the house then. And the other, the, other the other thing I wanted to say was uh, that the the dance off, the other guy, that he's got that whole new jack swing look, and I I appreciate that. Oh yeah, that guy was good. It's the it's the '80s zoot suit for old school, a la Zap and whoever. <laughs> Zap, what is the group called? Does anybody else know what I'm talking about? No idea. No. To the internet. It's an old school thing, old school genre of music. Mm. That dance off held my attention for much longer than most dance offs zap and roger is the name of the group i i wanted to say that but i was afraid i was going to be wrong so uh, i just had to double check <laughs> yeah i don't want to see what the hate mail from the zap and roger squad would be like <laughs> i'm already getting all the hate mail from the wayans group i don't <laughs> yeah i like i liked how they you know, they were seamless. They weren't seamlessly because I obviously noticed, but mixing it up between Damon Wayans dancing and then, you know, obviously a professional dancer doing all the, the flips and all that stuff. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. All the, all the little cuts. Mm. You know, I respect the amount of, of effort that they put into this because I feel like the actors really threw themselves in. Yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, that, that made me happy. <laughs> it's way more entertaining when they are uh when the people you're watching seem to be enjoying like you were saying enjoying themselves making uh -huh. it but at the same yeah. time it was kind of i felt like the comedy was really i think really... it must have been a risky movie to make yeah i think so too I can't imagine explaining it to somebody like in a pitch and yeah. having to no. be excited about it. Yeah. Well, okay, it's kind of a sex comedy, but it's sci-fi. <laughs> basically, it's just everything that Julie Brown wants to do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's musical. There's there's musical stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a makeover sequence. We're gonna put in a dance off. Hmm. We're gonna shave Jeff Goldblum. Obviously, I mean, I like that they look like normal dudes after they've been shaved. Like, that I mean, I so that's uh, part of the great cartoon logic of this movie. Mm -hmm. I wasn't sure if they were gonna say, "Oh, it took tons of makeup," mm. but like, it just seemed like they were covered in colorful hair, and that was like the end of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were yeah. just normal dudes under the colorful hair. <laughs> and after, like, like when they're pointing out that the women of Earth don't have hair all over the place, which they find slightly distasteful, they don't mind at all when the hair is removed from them. They don't make a big deal out of, oh, now I'm bald, I'm an alien. Because mm -hmm. they're open-minded, uh, willing to try out new things. They're really admirable aliens. Yeah. They want to blend in. They got, like, a hundred O-score on the big five. Yep. <laughs> for openness. It's a personality test. It's the new Myers Briggs. Mm. I was trying to see who gave money for this production. It was the uh De La Rentes Entertainment Group. So that that oh. makes sense because they they gave money to basically anyone 
Uh, <laughs> it, it blue velvet, near dark, maximum overdrive, Transformers the movie. Yeah. Oh wow. They got the they they have a plethora of variety of film. Wait, does plethora and variety mean the same thing? Never mind. Plethora is a lot. Oh, okay. So it's a yeah. It's a, I think those are compatible. Sounds like it works. Is that guy famous, the dancer dude that they were having the dance off with? I don't know. Looks he definitely. Familiar. He seemed like a guy. Like they didn't bother introducing him. Yeah. So he definitely seemed like a guy where he would have. This would have come on in 1988, and you'd be like, "Hey, it's that guy." Yeah. yeah his moves kind of reminded me of the. Uh... The beat of the rhythm of the night, guys. <laughs> what is that? What? Uh, Debarge or Debarge, something? Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. I don't think it was that guy because. No, it wasn't. You'd be able to tell. Yes, by his voice. And the mustache. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> is there anything you guys else you guys want to talk about it in in context of this movie? Um. Does everybody have a favorite line? Uh... Finland is the capital of Norway. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else? I th- I think that the dream sequence is my favorite line. Yeah. Yeah. Is your favorite line or has your favorite line? Is my favorite line. Okay. Do you have a favorite line? I mean, I got I got to go back to she's in a coma. <laughs> You're not, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that one's great. Not necessarily sure. I mean, that one made me laugh. Yeah, I'm not sure. What about you? Me? Either, either of you? Uh, I liked the part where Gina Davis, I can't exactly remember the wording, but it was something about you guys can't go out like this. They'll want to do experiments on you or something. But there was something funny in it. Like, I can't remember it oh, exactly. Oh, that sounds familiar, yeah. My favorite was, uh, I don't know, like a half hour, 45 minutes after we watched Gina Davis destroy the computer with the bowling ball and the skis. <laughs> when Ted comes back to the house and he's surveying the wreckage and he sees the computer and he says, wait a second, they said the Commodore would stand up to anything. <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> Waste your brain, wax your board, pray for waves. waves. <laughs> so good. I gotta say, I enjoyed Julie Brown's character altogether in yeah. the movie. Mm-hmm. She's just just goofy and yep. fun. Yeah, nope. if she was like, I suppose it's really easy to do to make your character into the character who's best suited to handle the situation of the film, you know? Yeah. Kind of a, yeah. a Mary Sue type in a way, I guess. But then, you don't think so? No, I agree. Um, <laughs> but like then wisely, that character is basically a tertiary character. Yeah. Who, uh, shows up and uh, is a lot of fun, but doesn't <laughs> use her extreme uh, aptitude to screw up the flow of the movie. Yeah, because like you were saying, if Gina Davis were more competent and was the one who shaped the aliens... That would detract from her whole shtick. Yeah. 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 It's all happening there. She's the audience. Gina Davis isn't the audience. She isn't. 
I don't think so. Well, who's the audience? I am. Oh. <laughs> I really like that part where you're dancing in the salon. Thank you. <laughs> it I really, really like cool that. to let one guy come up on stage and dance with them. There was, there was that one guy, and, and he was doing real good <laughs> during there, that musical sequence. Were there two sets of twins in that salon dance sequence? There may have been. Mm. I didn't notice. Time for a rewatch. Yep. <laughs> Except for Ryan. He's not going to. I don't feel like Ever. That. Let's see. I think that Jeff Goldblum was like so smooth in this. He was a little too sexy, if you ask me. Mm. I think that it, it was just that he had such a level head and he had the ability to just like calm Gina Davis down. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was pretty cool. Like his, the writing of his character made him seem really cool. He was and like, I, pict yeah. I pictured him just getting in a spaceship at the end of Buckaroo Banzai <laughs> <laughs> and being like, I'm actually an alien. He and Gina Davis were like the two people who were shown actually caring about other people. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Mac also, I, is that the uh, surfer dude? Oh, Woody? Woody. Why was oh, it yeah, Mac? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Mac is the name Mac of one of the uh, Jeff aliens. Goldblum. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Woody. Woody, Woody was, uh, he was yeah. a chill dude. Okay, yeah, because there's the mini mart. Like, oh, they've got a gun out there. My buddies are out there. Yeah. You can count on Woody. Yeah. Kind of. No, Woody, Woody will drain your pool. I found that part very upsetting, I have to say. When they when they end up, you know, stealing that car. And by the way, that lady yeah. uh, that shows up, Evangeline. Evangeline. Evangeline we've mm -hmm. seen her before. Yeah. Uh, she, she was in the disaster artist. No, no, we we've seen oh, yeah, yeah, her yeah. in person. That's wild. She, yeah, she lives in Ventura, still drives the same car, still dresses the same way. Yeah. Thirty years later. Cause she's famous for that, right? Yep. That's fascinating. <laughs> But uh, I would, they steal that car and they're wrecking into stuff like that. And then as they're going down the freeway in reverse and then the right direction and whatever, mm -hmm. all of Woody's stuff starts falling out of the back of the, yeah, the car. Yeah. And I'm just like, that's Woody's livelihood. Yeah. <laughs> hey, why? He's obviously not a wealthy man. Yeah. <laughs> why does Gina ask specifically for Woody? I was thinking she probably thought he wouldn't ask too many questions. Sure. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. I, I was along the same lines, yeah. That he's a chill dude. Maybe oblivious. Maybe mm -hmm. maybe just a cool dude. I don't know. Yeah. That's it's kinda interesting, I guess, that they make a point out of her saying that it has to be Woody. Woody, yeah. Because if he had just showed up and been that guy, we wouldn't mm -hmm. have thought anything about it. It would yep. be totally in line with everything else that happens. Interesting. Where's yeah. Julie Brown, and will she submit to an interview? I would Probably. like to ask a question about the character of Woody. <laughs> What's your motivation in writing this? I mean, was he an important character, in your opinion? Uh, I, I like that he when he shows up, you know, he doesn't even mention that there's something stuck in the pool. He just explains to her, like, how long it's going to take to drain. 
until later when when uh, somebody mentions like oh it's a uh that's just a car it's like oh oh yeah there's a car in there okay that makes sense like, wasn't even paying attention well no, he asked her about it and she says it's her new pool patio that's right <laughs> bitching right uh, he was a little he knew something was a little weird about that and he figured she was just too embarrassed to say she accidentally drove her, <laughs> her car into the pool. Which, which I totally... believe he says, uh, oh, I've done that before, or something like that, right? Yeah. Yeah, I do, I do that all the time. No. But, yeah. <laughs> it's totally not, not outside the character of Gina Davis that she would drive her car into a pool. No. No. It just depends on whether which house she's currently living in so anything else you guys want to hit on earth girls are easy um i felt uh very bad for all the earth girls who saw this film and were <laughs> led to uh conceive of an unrealistic expectation of themselves that they should be easy and also what does easy mean so, like, if a space alien comes, don't set any boundaries? Yeah. Specifically. I don't know. I think that Gina was... I call her Gina. <laughs> I can't remember <laughs> the character's name. Um, <laughs> Valerie. Oh, okay. Um, Valerie was too, like... it. I, in this uh, world where... It, decision like the decision making process of people is so off the wall and crazy and motivated by cartoon logic it didn't really make sense to me for her to be so reluctant to get with jeff goldblum it seems like a no-brainer yeah I mean, he's still an alien it, you know she saw him in his full fuzzed up mode there <laughs> i, I, mean, I kind of i kind of mm -hmm. took that as her still being hung up on ted for that like too. stupid girl reasons i guess yeah yeah she seemed like maybe she was really into him and that it she hadn't been able to cut the cord that fast because mm -hmm. she was caught off guard by the whole thing or something yeah she seemed to have low self-esteem too oh yeah yeah probably related it, to her clumsiness could be <laughs> mm-hmm mm-hmm mm -hmm. Or getting to the bottom of this. I mean, they, they, they deal with that in the movie to, to explain what easy is, where he asks, what is easy? Oh, I was asleep during that part. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> she kisses him and says, that's what. Yeah, she's like, this is easy, smooch. And then he does the weird, like, neon streak thing. And then they have rainbow sex. They have rainbow mm -hmm. sex, which I, I personally consider to be part of the dream sequence. And I don't feel like we've talked about huh. the dream sequence enough. Okay, oh, let's talk about the dream sequence some more. It's so cool. The, like, it's a, it's a situation where it's not, like, a musical number, right? It's a, mm -hmm. it's an instrumental musical number. I think it probably fits into the musical format, even though there's no singing. But the uh, rainbow sex part is great but then going directly into this nightmare about the implications of having sex with an alien and 
is like for that to be the concern, I think for those kinds of anxieties to Mm -hmm. come to the surface like this is just a bizarre choice. And it is done in this really memorable and delightful way. It's so cool. Yeah, I really like the part of that where Ted shows up. Ted shows up, and he's yeah. mad that the fish have transformed. <laughs> yeah, he loves those fish. Like yep. this, that kind of depiction of a dream, you mm-hmm. don't get a lot, especially in a movie as goofy yeah. as this. But it yeah, makes I feel total like I've had dream sense. Yep, exactly yeah, those kinds of dreams. True. Yeah, yeah. Also, I love that he's mad that his fish have transformed into weird alien fish that are just different Earth fish. They're just exactly. Earth fish. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying while watching, I was like, "Those are just fish." I don't... It's a zebra fish. Okay. It's... Calm down. Slightly larger fish. Oh no! <laughs> Beamer, your face. And they're like nicer fish. <laughs> yeah. They're prettier, especially that uh, tiger. Whatever tiger. What's it? Yeah, it's a tiger thingy. That thing's cool. Oh, one of them was lumpy. That yeah, I remember that. It's not as pretty as what it used to be, probably. <laughs> yeah, but with more personality. Oh yeah. What I kept thinking was, um, I don't like this movie as as something that you know I just enjoy watching it passively. But artistically, I was really delighted with every choice that they made everything that they got away with doing all the way through Mm -hmm. and that's good in the dream sequence not only was i delighted with the artistry of it but i was also having fun in a passive popcorn manner i felt like the the part with the sex scene was kind of an over-the-top 80s sex scene but done with like a sense of humor yeah and it was kind of like the like top gun or something <laughs> except for more of a more of a psychedelic joke or something mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know but i thought that it was uh pretty funny there was a part where diamonds fell all over everything right <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> or snow i don't know what something. was that yeah take my breath away <laughs> that's all i know yeah, I wish I'd been I I would like to take that the dream sequence aliens and like take each shot of them and like do a a, a map of what yeah. they're from since because yeah. I'm pretty sure they're all taken from other things from if we've already yep. recognized a couple of them. There's, the, there's that robot from uh Lost in Space robot, it? right? No, yeah, it's, it's a, uh a famous one. The movie with Leslie Nielsen, Forbidden Planet? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wait, every oh, that was Fantastic Planet. I was like, every movie can't be Forbidden Planet, Joel. Planet. Planet. Fantastic Planet, Forbidden Planet, Planet Express. Planet of Easy Girls. Yep. Galaxy Express 999 Planet. Exactly. Interstellar Planet. Planet Hollywood. Planet of the Apes. Dawn of Forbidden Planet. The Planet. Forbidden Planet. Dawn of the Forbidden uh, Planet of the Apes. Joke over. <laughs> no, why? I killed it. I'm sorry. No, it's no. You didn't kill it. No, all right. Joel it's still alive. Right. It's just in a coma. I fully understand. And, oh. that I and you're not. Right. And you're not. 
<laughs> Another good line is when uh, she's telling Julie Brown about the aliens and she gave them Pop-Tarts. And anyway, they're here now. And the, the other lady comes by and she's like, what did you say? And she says, oh, nothing. I'm on drugs. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's the best line. That's the... <laughs> that's excellent. The lady mm-hmm. gives her a slight disapproving look and just goes on her way. <laughs> I like the part where they were in the car with the cops and she says to give them the love touch and <laughs> and uh, he goes, you want to have sex with Mike and Joe or whatever? Sex with Joe and Mike? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's just kind of like surprised. Yeah, slightly <laughs> dubious. Yeah. I heard uh, those girls are easy, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, oh and um when the when the nurse that she's stealing the clothes from is knocking on the cast of the guy in the full body (laughs) that's what yes i did not like his reactions Uh, i'm not doing anything she said strip i thought that was funny i thought that was funny too (laughs) I i just i just shy away from dudes being creepy in any situation, even if it's in That's a humorous fair. film. <laughs> that is fair. You know, it's it's probably not fair of me to feel vengeful towards that nurse because she didn't know that there was a fiancé. Is that yeah, the same yeah, nurse? I, I think is, so. Yeah. It's supposed to be, yeah. Oh, if it's, it's the, the same nurse, then that, I have to re rethink the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking that in the situation that she found herself in, I don't think she would have had a good reaction to to Todd or or is Ted Ted suddenly jumping out, you know, just in his boxer shorts and with a uh whatever the 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 heartbeat a novelty stethoscope. It wasn't a normal <laughs> stethoscope. Being is Dr. Love. I, I think she would have huh. had the same reaction she had to thinking that they wanted a three-way because it it escalated. Uh-huh. Very quickly. So, so that implies that he owns a sex stethoscope. Well, it implies in addition yeah, to his, he is a do doctor. If he wants to do doctor sex games, he just yeah, has to he take can... some stuff home from work. Yeah, talk <laughs> about conspicuous like... consumption. Right? Very much. If he actually is a doctor, yeah. Oh, well, it's his answering it's... machine message. Oh, is there a right. doctor in the house? <laughs> Not right now. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, Ted. So bad. It's like his uh, entire identity involves being a doctor. It's kind well, of tragic, really. We're trying to make him into a square. That's why they put a uh, uh, George Bush sticker on the back of his oh, yeah. car, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking oh. of which, the um, lady with the pink car at the gas station, mm-hmm. what was her license plate? Oh, it was, was like Lean name? Love? Lean L-E-A-N-L-U-V? I'm yeah. sure I could look it up because she's got the same car, so. <laughs> People are posting sightings of her <laughs> So, just like the toaster? That's an RC Veter Twitter feed callback for all my Twitter friends. Oh. Okay. I like that. Everyone loves the toaster, right? Of course. My Twitter followers are going nuts every time I say <laughs> the toaster. Let's see. Nope. I'm looking, trying to find her in a car. I'm just finding the comic book character with the same name. 
and wait, wait, wait. love. Her her full name is Angeline Angeline, known as Angeline, and all three Angelines are spelled differently. I think it's Evangeline. Yeah. I didn't know it's going to be a rabbit hole. What is going on? So she's like a celebrity? She is. She's famous. She's like the original Angeline. Yeah, it is Angeline. She's the original famous for being famous person. She got like plastic surgery to make herself look like a Barbie doll. And uh, the way she looks in the movie, you know, she only uh, drives that that bright pink car everywhere. And I think she, you know, she go to parties and stuff like that. People put her in a couple of movies as like a reference to Los Angeles or the Valley. That makes and sense. what we we were saying earlier is that we we have seen her in person. Like she lives in the same town as us, and she still drives that car. Oh my gosh! Dresses that way. Okay. Were you talking about this earlier? Yeah, you yes. uh you went I was somewhere. gone for a second. And so I missed the best part. That's uh-huh. awesome. <laughs> I feel like the guys in the movie were acting like she was a centerfold or something. Like mm-hmm. they had a magazine and they were like pointing at that. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Which how good is it that Woody has a centerfold like right over the part of the windshield that well, he needs to see to drive the car? I think that's like the <laughs> sun visor. Oh. Yeah, the the uh, she must have had a different uh license plate in the movie because her actual license plate is A N G E L N N. Okay. Okay. Well, lean love makes more sense now. Mm-hmm. I'm really sorry I had to drop out at the moment I did. <laughs> it's, it's okay. I didn't realize you. Yeah, I'm That's sorry. the coolest detail. One of these dancers was also a dancer in Janet Jackson's Rhythm Nation video. Oh, wow. Of course. I just had to. Yeah. Nice. And I'm wondering if it's the guy. Because I've been trying to figure out if he's actually like a musician or somebody I've seen other places that hmm. does the dance off. I don't know. We'll find out during our minute by minute podcast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> More research is needed. <laughs> this is a good candidate for a minute by minute podcast. Yeah, it goes it goes back to what I was saying about uh the picks that we've covered with you guys. Like I, I feel like Fifth Element would be great. Big Trouble in Little China would be great. Mm-hmm. Uh Buckaroo Banzai, obviously. Yep, There's yep. just details and jokes and and cameos and this is how ryan and i like our media that's (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't want to sign off too much because i still want people to understand that i don't really like this movie (laughs) i just think it's really good you have an appreciation for this movie yeah anybody else the the blonde song had some good gags yeah. Yeah. I have to say I kind of went into a coma when that happened, so I don't <laughs> that's for some reason none of the other songs bothered me, but as soon as that one started to happen, I was like, hey, you know, I don't The Blonde song to me was like the counterpart to I like them big and stupid. I forgot yeah. about I like them big and stupid. Big and stupid, yeah. Yeah. Which which Jeff Goldblum is listening to at one point by holding a CD up to his ear. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the way it works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Laser ears. 
Did Gina Davis and Jeff Goldblum do other stuff besides the fly together in this? Yes, they did Transylvania 6500. Yeah. Oh, cool. I think that was their first. And then afterwards, these other ones. But that's it. She yeah. had to go on from her Olympic archery career and her, uh, her Mensa score and leave <laughs> Jeff behind. Yeah, they were married for not even quite three years. Oh, I didn't realize they were married. Yeah, they were married. Um, I know this because I Wikipedia trivia, not because I actually know this, but they were they were married while filming this. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's kind of cute. That's mm. great. Yeah, I always like that. I like it when a sex scene in a movie turns out to be not a sin. <laughs> <laughs> it becomes a There's sin. There's like a score sheet <laughs> for all... <laughs> This right. one's okay. This one's not okay. <laughs> sin, not sin. <laughs> the production of the sex scene was not a sin. You observing it is a sin. Well, I Just was, remember. I was watching it to do it for a podcast. I wasn't enjoying it. Listener, the sinner is you. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, wrap this up here. What I'm going to do is read our outro stuff. Okay, uh, young man. Oh, yeah, no, no, not yet. <laughs> Actually, one, one more thing. I apologize. Uh, we already kind of touched on this, but I, I do want to say, who, who would you recommend this movie for? Uh, I think that people who like campy stuff are going to find this to be the apex of camp. Mm -hmm. 80s kids, you got to watch it. Yeah. Yeah, people who are around our age who haven't seen it yet, I'd probably recommend it to, especially if they like this kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, if you like... I, I, I want to lean back into the SNL references. Like, I feel like if, if you like Wayne's World, if if you like Blues Brothers, if you like those straight joke em up movies uh, that are, are actually well done, I this... You'll also like I, this. Yes. <laughs> you may also like Earth Girls Are Easy, 12 Years a Slave. Uh, wait, uh... <laughs> Buckaroo Bonsai. Yeah. It just falls into the category. It's good. All right. Outro stuff. And then I'm going to ask you guys for a lesson that you learned from Earth Girls Are Easy. Okay. 1988, not to be mixed up with the current remake starring Seth Rogen. And uh, I don't know who else is funny and slightly popular. We can't we do the outro thing and I'll think of who will be in the All right. <laughs> Anna Ferris? Could be yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah. You're good. <laughs> Jenny is smart. It's muy bueno. Uh hey listener, if you got any suggestions or comments, write into please don't podcast at gmail.com or send us a message on Facebook at facebook.com slash PDSMIOS. If you subscribe to us on iTunes, we'd appreciate it if you left us a star and or written rating. That just increases our visibility on the iTunes chart. 
which will get us more listeners. And as I've previously established, that gets us more souls. We need souls, listener. Give us your souls through ratings. If you got a few bucks, you can throw it our way at our at our Ko-Fi site or coffee. I'm not sure how it's pronounced. It's at ko-fi.com/pdsmios, and you can send three dollars at a time towards us to you know buy us a soda pop, buy us a movie rental. We'd appreciate any dime you can send our way. And if you'd like to hear more podcasts like this one, check out the other shows on our podcast network eartrumpetaudio.com and uh you guys want to plug your stuff here at this point that that would probably be a good time although i might be interrupting the uh the thought process for a lesson my name's ryan leader google that name and look at all the neat stuff i did jenny's name is jenny polodna right polodna polod i don't think so <laughs> yeah you're right you're google right. that name and find out all the cool stuff she did uh. there i plugged it for you yay that's good. clash of the Titans. also that or is your your website rcveter.com it's dot net dot net i apologize don't go to rcveter.com. It's hardcore pornography. <laughs> rcveter.net and find all of the good stuff. And Jenny's doing a, a wonderful, or she's been doing a wonderful series with, uh, with I'm so terrible. I can't remember names on YouTube. Yeah, I for I forgot this thing that Riff and I <laughs> do every Tuesday, where With... we play through adventure games, and we're on one that's not terrible. We're doing the new Tingle, so um, YouTube.com/slash/Ripplesby. Mm -hmm. And that's that Tingle game is something else. <laughs> it is quite the thing. I don't know why it wasn't brought over to the U.S. It's crazy. All <laughs> right. All right. Have you thought of a lesson? Have you thought of other actors? Or are we done? Are we done with that? Because that's fine with me. I don't. I, where am I? Uh, Any other actors for the the Earth Girls reboot? Uh, yes. I want John Goodman in there somewhere. Okay, he could be okay. Woody. Yeah, he. I'm just thinking okay. that. Yep. Probably just John Goodman and Anna Faris and No Aliens. Yeah, that's enough. <laughs> Yeah, get rid of Seth Rogen. I you, know my mind. you know what? Kate uh, McKinnon for one of the aliens. Okay. Bang. Yeah. Yeah, let's Ghostbusters it. Oh, uh, yeah. Earth boys are easy. Yeah. And it's true. Oh, wait. Uh, Who's the boy? Michael Sarah? Probably Michael Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Can we nod Michael Sarah? Come on. <laughs> okay, so uh, lessons. I for I thought of a good lesson and then I forgot it. Oh, oh no. no! Um, don't ever attempt to have sex with your fiance because it just causes problems. A good lesson. Thanks. I mean, and these two actors having sex with each other would have been a sin for us to watch. That's true. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's good. Good that it never happened. Did I mention yet that it said in the trivia that Michael McKean and Charles Rocket had each other's roles and then swapped? 
wait, he was supposed to be he was supposed to be Ted and oh yeah. that's interesting. No. That's insane. Yeah. Right? Like who signed off on that? That's crazy. Yeah, I, I'm I'm glad that it ended up the other way. Yeah, same. Cause they I mean they do they both did really great jobs yeah. with the characters. Mm-hmm. But I feel like yeah, Mr. Rocket there is Ted in my brain. Yes, yeah. And Michael McKean is Woody. And that's Michael McKean can be everything. That's so true. Yeah. Oh, that's who we'll do in the reboot. We just get Michael McKean to play all the roles. <laughs> Let's get him fitted for a bikini right away. <laughs> that would actually be fun to see him play any other part in this movie for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you have a lesson, Sarah? Uh, you're always hassling me about lessons. I'm sorry. What do you want for breakfast? Also, what's your lesson? (laughs) (laughs) What did we learn from these waffles? Um, the lesson I learned from this movie is it doesn't matter if uh, your fiance is lame if you can make friends easily. Oh, that's a great, yeah. Or if you're going through a breakup. Yeah. If you, if you make friends easily, you don't need to worry. Mm-hmm. It's good to be a friendly person. Mm-hmm. And to have Julie Brown in your life. Yeah, if you got oh, Julie yeah. Brown. <laughs> to make you go set. out for margaritas, yeah. And shave any aliens. Mm-hmm. Yes. Not downtown Julie Brown, the other No, Julie other Brown. Julie Brown. Miss <laughs> Brown. Uptown yeah. Julie Brown. Yeah. Ryan, do you have anything, or should I go? Uh, I learned that the nosy neighbor, Miss Merkin, who's, like, mm-hmm. watching everything happen and keeping track and painting the uh, spaceship that's in your pool, is just that's being crazy. nosy, and that's not going to pay off later. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about that, too. Just a few minutes ago, I was thinking, yeah, that nosy neighbor, man. I thought for sure she was going to get the cops involved or something at mm-hmm. some point. Nope, she just wants to know. She doesn't want to interfere. Get out of everybody's business. Is she a different neighbor than the one that was listening in on them with the the like satellite yeah, the same thing? Lady. Same lady. Uh, she didn't have beehive. her. She didn't. I don't think she had her beehive when she was doing the window thing. She so. definitely she did. She slammed it, got it in, the in the window. window yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You I don't know who you're talking it, yeah. about, Joel. Oh man. Let me yeah. explain <laughs> a couple of things. The beehive hairdo got caught in the window. <laughs> yep, and it was Sorry. great. It was a good moment. I do like that she uh, like she's shocked by the events and she's nosy, but she's not taking photographs. She's doing a <laughs> she's a doing painting. a painting. <laughs> it's a good painting too. I would hang that on my wall. I'm gonna show this to the FBI after it's done. Two <laughs> more yellow here. She's just doing it for the joy of finding out what somebody else is up to. It sounds yeah. like she's not gonna report on it or anything. No. She don't leave the house. And my lesson is that. Uh, wait, what was my lesson? Oh, I, I'm very weary of ever going to a dance club because I I really don't want to end up in a dance fight. I'm just I'm just <laughs> not gonna do it. And this this movie just cemented it again. That oh yeah, like how gravity makes you really clear that you're never going to space. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
I'm stuck, and this is where this is where I belong, outside of a dance club, looking in, <laughs> dreaming, dreaming of being zero. <laughs> mm. We'll see you next week, folks. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Jenny and Ryan, for being on. Thanks. Bye. Yeah, thank you. All right, and until next time, waste your brain, wax your board, pray for waves. <laughs> <laughs> EarTrumpetAudio.com Ideas and entertainment. Loud and clear. <laughs>